All right, all right, take your seats, everyone. This time we're talking about regimens versus systems. Take your seats, please. Thanks. This is the Change Academy podcast, a show where we explore what it takes to develop your own personal system that will create positive, sustainable changes in your mindset, your habits, your health, and your life. I'm Brock Armstrong. And I'm Monica Reinagle. And we're glad you're here. We sure are. When people are trying to achieve a certain goal or outcome, they often look for a regimen to follow. Mm. After all, that's how we've been trained to approach these things. And trained well. And while a set of rules or instructions may help you create a specific result, it rarely leads to long-term change. For that, we believe you need more than a regimen. You need a system. Right. Such an important distinction to make. At a recent workshop that Brock and I were giving on creating lasting behavior change, we were talking about the really important difference between following a regimen and having a system or a process in place. And at the end of the workshop in the Q&A section, a few people asked us to talk a little bit more about that distinction and why it matters And we thought that would make a perfect topic for a Change Academy podcast episode. I absolutely love it when our real life actually fuels and creates episodes for us so we don't have to sit around scratching our heads. This is a perfect example of, yeah, let's do that. Let's explain. I don't know. I don't feel like we ever run out of things to talk about on this podcast, but sometimes it's just hard to choose which thing to talk about next. And this seemed like a no brainer. Absolutely. So I think a good place to start would probably be to, I don't know, pit these two against each other, the regimen versus the system. Yeah. Okay, so very simply put, a regimen is a set of rules, where a system is a process, right? Exactly. It's kind of as simple as that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But so for me, one of the problems with the regimen is that it's very rigid, It's very brittle, right? So that set of rules are just things that you have to follow, while a system is much more flexible and much more adaptive to the things that may come up on a given day. I think the other problem with it being brittle in particular is that once you sort of lost your momentum or lost your mojo for that particular rule that day, it's really easy to just say to hell with it for the rest of the day or the rest of the week or the rest of the month or or whatever it is. So yeah, rigid and brittle versus flexible and adaptive for sure. Exactly. Another characteristic of a regimen is that it's usually designed to produce a very specific result. Do this in order to lose this amount of weight in this amount of time or save this amount of money before this date or whatever it is. Whereas a process is not geared towards a specific result. It's more of a universal application. You can go through this process to arrive at any number of different results. Yeah, I think that's why we can apply our, our systems and our processes that we've learned through myself coaching fitness and movement and you through nutrition and diet. It doesn't really matter that our areas of expertise are very specific because the application is universal when you're looking at a system or a process. Exactly. Right. Because we have developed those processes instead of just coming up with a set of rules for people to follow. And speaking of us having expertise in these, I think that regimens are often, they often come from some sort of external authority, like a fitness trainer or a nutritionist or whatever expert you've brought in or whatever book you've bought, right, or program that you've bought, that's that external authority. 
that's a characteristic to me of a regimen. You're following not just a set of rules, but somebody else's rules. Somebody else's, yeah. Whereas the process that we're talking about is much more grounded in our own internal authority. We are the expert that is driving the evolution of that process. And what I guess the expert teaches you, being the expert being us, is teaches you how to become the expert mm-hmm. on yourself. Right. And I often say this about cognitive behavior therapy or, or theory as well, is this is something that we should be taught at an earlier age, for sure, so we don't have to rely on bringing in an external authority to, to teach us how to become the expert in ourselves. But alas, here we are. <laughs> You know, another feature we were talking before about uh, regimens tending to be very rigid, I think that's because they also tend to be very all or nothing. You either follow the rules or you don't. You hit the goal or you don't. You pass, you fail. And that's all there is to it. It's, it really is, it's binary. It's, it's, it's as binary as it comes. And the next difference is that a regimen is unsustainable because we can really just stick to them for a very short amount of time before our willpower runs out. Right, or life gets in the way. Or life gets in the way. And a process is, by definition, sustainable. It's an ongoing thing. And of course, the regimen is one size fits all. Yeah. Where a process or a system is unique to you, again, because you're creating it for you and your current situation. So hopefully that gives you a little bit more of an idea of what we mean when we talk about the difference between a regimen and a process or a system. And I just want to throw one more thing in here. Just This is a bit of a word of warning, but it is a, a big distinction between a regimen and a system or a process is that regimens are actually more acceptable in society. They're the accepted form of intervention. Or more the more familiar type, for sure. Right, right. And if you do follow some systems and you put these processes into place, it, it can actually make you a bit of an outlier. And for example, if you tell somebody that you're participating in Sober October or you're doing a 30-day boot camp or you're not spending money online for Lent, they'll likely just sort of nod and move on or maybe they'll even get excited and join you. But if you mention something like you've moved your couch into the corner of the room and you've put a yoga mat in front of the TV, <laughs> you'll likely have to do some explaining and you may get some some side uh, side eyes at you. But like we were saying about this being intrinsic or ex intrinsic. If you are true to yourself and your own needs, not just hanging on to what society has deemed as appropriate, this can be a a small hurdle. Just be true to yourself and what you really need. And it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks, but still, word of warning. You know, there was a great example of the difference between a regimen, a set of rules, and a system or a process in our Forum this week. So one of our people that we work with, we'll call her Carrie, had developed a checklist to help her assess what's working in, in her habits, in her daily habits, something that she could just kind of run down at the end of the day and say like, okay, how did all of that work? And as she was talking about it, both Brock and I immediately thought of a mutual acquaintance of ours. We'll call him <laughs> Dagwood. <laughs> Good old Dagwood. Who has this do or die checklist every single day. And he's kind of fanatic about it. Like, I think he's, he's working on like how, how many days in a row he can go without ever breaking this streak, right? Right. And from the outside, those two things might look really similar. They've both got a checklist of behaviors that they're reviewing at the end of the day. But these really function 
completely differently. So Dagwood was using his really as a regimen. These 10 things must happen. Kind of rigid, <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. arbitrary. Kind of brittle, kind of right. definitely heading for a highly specific result. He has one result in mind. Yeah. And you know, so yeah. far it's been sustainable for him, but boy, it it's, doesn't look easy from the outside. But for Carrie, the big difference between how she was using this checklist was not as a do or die rules for success, but as a tool for introspection. So at the end of the day, she wasn't just looking at her list and saying, did I do that or did I not do that? She was looking at her list and saying, well, why did I do that? Why didn't I do that today? How might that inform what I do next? So as a tool for looking at what's working and why. Right. That was the most important part of the of the whole exchange in our forum was that I don't know why I'm not doing this. <laughs> and asking yourself that question, asking us that question, really being introspective is the is the key right there. Right. And having a process for asking those questions and then making use of the answers that you're coming up with. Right. And also making sure that you have some way to measure your progress, because if you're not sure that the things that you're doing are actually moving you towards your intended goal, then well, you can do all the introspection you want. But (laughs) having both of those things in place is so important. So I happened to be listening to an episode of a podcast by Tara Newman, and she talks about business. This is a business podcast. But she was talking about the difference between a marketing tactic, like somebody teaches you how to run Facebook ads to put people into a Facebook group that you can then market your product to. And that works, right? If you follow those rules until Facebook changes its algorithm right. or Congress breaks up the social media networks or you know some other event. And then some billionaire buys your <laughs> the tech conglomerate and dismantles it. <laughs> and at that point, everything you've invested in that is gone, right? You you can't, you're back at square one. You're, you're flat footed. And she's saying, okay, so, you know, that's somebody teaching you a marketing tactic or a regimen in a way versus a process for understanding who your audience is, what they need, how you can talk to them, how you can start conversations that will help move everybody along, you know, that that learning that process could then be applied to any technology platform. And her point was that a lot of people who are out there trying to market are buying these marketing tactics, which work until they don't, when they really need to be investing in developing that sort of a process or system that makes them so much more self-reliant and all those things we were talking about, flexible, adaptable. That sounds more like a manual. It's like, Okay, go to this page, click this button, right. go to the the drop down, choose this option, like very much like a, a user's manual. And we've taken that idea and thought, well, wouldn't it be great to have that for my life? Not realizing that the ever changingness of our lifestyle, of our position, of our goals, of our objectives makes that well impossible or at least ineffective in the long term. Right. And it also strikes me that, um, you know, if you are going the first route where you are just uh, buying into a regimen, it also makes you totally dependent on the provider of that regimen to provide you your next regimen, you know? Version 2.0, version 3.0. Right, right, right. Um, You're not not developing any self-efficacy, which is another word that's near and dear to our heart. And this, of course, is at the heart of what we do in our coaching. And we are setting ourselves up very 
consciously and intentionally in opposition to or in defiance uh, of in contrast to right, yeah. typical weight loss programs that are going to put you on a specific meal plan or an exercise regimen, a regimen, right? Or they give you some strict set of rules about what you can eat and when you can eat it and when you have to exercise, you know, that's definitely a regimen versus the way we approach this and the way less program, which is to teach you this system. In our case, we call it the attention, intention, action cycle, a process that you can go through as many times as you need to and apply to as many different challenges as you want to, but it's going to help you identify which behaviors are keeping you from achieving your goals, whatever they are, when and why they are occurring and how to change them. It surprises the heck out of people when I tell when I start doing the elevator pitch for for the way less program and and it comes out that there is no meal plan and there is no <laughs> exercise plan. People are like, well, so what is it? <laughs> right. Because we really can't see past that type of programming that we've been so inundated with for so long that it really just seems like, well, it's no program at all then if it doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah, well, just ask our graduates about that. Although, you know, we do usually have to spend the first eight or nine weeks of the 52 weeks that we spend together doing what we call deprogramming. It's like right. deprogramming people from a cult. But I think it it all comes down to this difference between a regimen and a system. So for all of those who attended that workshop and were craving a somewhat deeper dive into what differentiates a regimen from a system, I hope we scratched that itch in this episode. I, I think we did, but we wouldn't scratch the itch completely if we didn't give everybody at least some sort of idea of how they can apply this. Yeah. And when I was thinking about it, I was thinking most people have some sort of intervention that we're using or that we have in our lives or we've been considering introducing into our lives. And so what we would like you to do is to really look at those interventions that you're using or that you've used in the past and evaluate whether or not you are going beyond or you did go beyond the did I or didn't I. Right. Like, did I do this or didn't I do this? Make sure you're looking beyond that. Right. So if you're using some sort of process to balance your budget and you and it's not, you've spent more than you meant to, you didn't save, then the next question is, okay, what happened here and why and what am I going to change? Right. It's so important to ask those questions. And just like we did during the workshop and what we do every single day with our Wayless members, make sure you look deeply at both the dids and the didn'ts. Mm -hmm. Remember, we want to look deeply at the things that we succeeded at and the things that we missed. So you can truly learn what's working, what isn't. We want to learn from both the successes and the failures. So you can take that regimen or that wannabe regimen and turn it into a process or a system. If you have a regimen that you're currently following, that's okay. But challenge yourself to go beyond just following or breaking the rules. Think about what's working and what's not and why. Because when you can learn from and build on both the successes and the failures, you're well on your way to turning a rigid regimen into a sustainable system. Well said. Hey, and by the way, if you want to be notified when we offer these types of workshops, there's a really easy way to do that. You can go to our website at wayless.life. That's W-E-I-G-H-L-E-S-S dot life. And just put yourself on our mailing list. We promise we will not abuse your email address. That way you'll know ahead of time when we're having these. And maybe you could join us for the next one. I hope so. Take care, everybody. All right. All right. 
Thanks, everyone. This has been the Change Academy podcast with Monica Reinagle and Brock Armstrong.